Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Duke Lamastra. Really, really grateful to you for taking the time out to be here and to catch this week's episode. This week I'm doing something that I don't think I've ever done before, but I came across a clip from back in 2019. I had done a series as an overview on the book that I wrote that year, Simple Power, And I came across this clip and I decided that I wanted to share it with you. So that's what we're going to get into today. It's kind of a raw clip talking about the presence of God, uh, experiencing his presence, and then some of the things that flow out of that, like living a life of miracles and abundance and experiencing the supernatural power of God in your daily life. So I think you're going to get a lot out of this, guys. Just before we jump into it, if you would consider subscribing to the Simple Power channel, that would mean the world to me. So thank you guys in advance for that. Now let's go ahead and jump into the episode. Hope you enjoy it. Everything in life, and this is an open session, so if you have a comment or a question or anything, just raise your hand or shout it out. I don't care. Uh, I, want, I want you to, I want to hear from you all and not just from me, so... Uh, just keep that in mind, everybody. Um, everything that we need, every need of life, we, 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 we find it in his presence. Everything that we need is found in his presence. How many of you want to hear God's voice more clearly and more consistently? Yes. You find it in his presence. You know, we can, we can talk about formula for how to pray for the sick and how to hear the voice of God and how to have a powerful Christian life and all this kind of stuff. We can talk about practical things and all of it, but the, the best thing that any of us can do is just to be close to him because the closer that we are to him, the more who he is just becomes who we are. Like the more we're conformed into his image, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, we're transformed into the same image from glory to glory. We increase our, the, the level of glory that we live in and glory and presence are, I don't want to get into too much, but, but the glory is the, the manifest presence of God. Now, how do you get into God's presence? Let me remember from last week. Everybody said worship. You, and worship is an excellent way uh, to meet. Worship is the absolute best way to engage and to connect and to really get into that place where you're experiencing his presence. I'm completely with you there. But as far as being in his presence, it's something that is always with us because he lives on the inside of us. We're, we're going to talk in a few minutes about like we're in Christ and Christ is in us. And so there is no, there's no separation like there was after man fell in the garden and before Jesus came. Like during that time, there was this separation from God. Like man could get to know God and have a relationship with God but there was still separation. There wasn't this oneness like we have with the Spirit of God because He lives inside of us. So we're already there. You are already there. You're already in His presence. And so getting in the presence or experiencing the presence or communicating with God, engaging with Him, it's really just a simple, it's a mindset thing. It's a mindset shift. It's a focus shift. When you get into a situation where you know maybe things are out of control or you don't know what's going on or maybe everything's great or whatever, but whenever like you're you're in you're in a situation, you can recognize, hold on a second, I can just focus on you. I can just direct my attention towards you. I can just direct my worship towards you. I can just simply recognize where I'm at because I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. Right? Does that make sense? And so every miracle flows from the presence of God. 
as the people of God, our assignment is to become so acquainted with him, so acquainted with his presence, so aware of his presence that we actually become a conduit for his power to flow through. And that's really, that's really what it's about. It's not about getting, like, trying to get into his presence and trying to find his presence. It's about becoming aware. Do you not know, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Your body, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the, and, and this is, um, in, in chapter 5, the book is called The Dwelling Place of God on Earth. That's you. You are the dwelling place of God on earth. In the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, there was this thing called the Ark of the Covenant. It was a box, and it had a few items in it. That was the seat of the presence of God on earth. And so when they wanted to get before the presence of God, they would go before the Ark of the Covenant. They would worship before the Ark of the Covenant. But there was it wasn't open to everybody. Yeah. As far as just being able to stand in front of it. Like there was that one guy that he had no bad intentions whatsoever, but he touched it once and he died <laughs> because, because it was different. The veil hadn't been removed like it has been for us. And we get instant, constant access to the presence of God on earth because we are the dwelling place of, like you are the dwelling place of God on earth. What that means is that you take his presence with you everywhere you go. Yeah, like we, we talk about this verse, you know, where two or three are gathered in together in his name. He's in their midst. Yeah, he's in our midst because we brought him. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, like we br- you brought him. Dennis, you brought Jesus into the service today because he lives inside of you. Yeah. Um, we are physically on earth, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But spiritually speaking, we're also in heaven. Yes. Yeah. Our citizenship is in heaven. We're, we're from, we've been born from above. That's what born again means. When you're born again, it literally means to be born from above. That's who we are. So is everybody cool with me with, with the statement that Jesus is our access to heaven? I think I, did, I think I did talk about that a little bit at the end of the session last week in Revelation chapter 4. John um, hears the voice of, of Jesus, he heard the same voice that he heard in chapter 1, which was the voice of Jesus. And the voice said, come up here, and I will show you things which must take place. After this, he saw a door standing open in heaven. Yeah. The Bible actually refers to, to Jesus as the door. Jesus referred to himself in John uh, as, the as the door. I'm the door of the sheep. He's the, he has brought us into the presence of his Father. Yeah. So Jesus is, he lives inside of us through his Holy Spirit. He is our access to the Father. He's our access to heaven. You guys know, like, we actually get to... The, the presence of God is heaven on earth. That's pretty cool that we get access to it now. Um, but Jesus is our access to heaven. But I want to talk to you about the, the other side of that. Because He's in us, right? And we're in Him. Right? If anyone is in Christ, yes. he is a new creation. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So it goes both ways. So I make this point in chapter 5. If Jesus is our access to heaven, then we oh, are his right. access to earth. Yeah. Is, are you guys okay with me saying that? Yeah. I felt a little sacrilegious when I first wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, as, but as I started thinking about it you know, more and more, I really believe that. I, I mean, I see it. Mm-hmm. I see it in the word of God. 
Because for the most part, now we know that God is absolutely sovereign. Mm-hmm. Right? He can do anything that he wants. He can do what he wants, when he wants. What is that definition for sovereign? He doesn't need your permission. All that, all that kind of stuff. He, he's absolutely sovereign. But he's also bound himself to his word. And back in the very beginning, he gave man, mankind, he gave us dominion over the earth, over the works of his hands. And so he operates through us. We carry his presence with us everywhere that we go. And the more you become acquainted with him, the more you become aware of who he is. And the second part of that is aware of what he's doing then the more your life actually becomes a reflection of the glory of God for people to see, a reflection of the goodness of God for people to see. And you actually are a conduit for the power of God to flow through. And I might be be crossing things up a little bit between chapters 5 and 6. It's not really important. Yeah, that's fine. But but I use a, um, I think it's in chapter 6, I use the imagery of a a power cord. Power cord, When you plug a power cord into the wall, that thing is charged with potential energy. It's not doing anything yet because it's not plugged into anything on the other end. But as soon as it's plugged into something on the other end that needs power, it's an instant release of power from the source where it was plugged in through the cord to that thing that needed electricity on the other end. Right? And when, when we're connected with our source... He's our infinite source of everything that we need. Peace and joy and strength and power and everything. (laughs) Electricity, yeah. Everything that we need. So when we're connected with him, that's awesome for us. I mean, it's it's absolutely awesome for us. But it doesn't, nothing, nothing in the kingdom of God that we receive should stop with us. I mean, God wants you to experience everything. He wants you to experience His grace, His goodness, His presence. He wants you to experience all of it. But it's never supposed to just like, oh, like I'm, I'm, I've just been living with Jesus for five years. But like, no, but it doesn't, there's nothing being released through it. Then it's not reaching its full potential. Mm-hmm. It's not being carried through to the, to the fullness of what God intended it for. Does that make sense? And so the more that we become acquainted with him, aware of his presence, aware of what he's doing, we position ourselves to be a conduit for the grace of God, the power of God to work through and to flow through. We can't just talk about this stuff and not make it practical. And we're doing an overview because, because of time. But if you, like, if you read especially chapter 6, chapter 6 is the most practical chapter in the book. And it, and it even talks in there a little bit about hearing the voice of God, some of the ways that God speaks. Because all of that really comes into play when, you know, when we're talking about um, ministering to others and stuff like that. Now, I know that if, if there's you know, some, some people in the room that have never really, or, or maybe you think that you've never ministered to somebody or you think that you're not a minister, or you think that you can't do that, or that you're not ready, or whatever, like, let's just shut that off. Because every single one of you has nothing to do with a pulpit, or a music stand, you know? It has nothing to do with that at all. 
It's about the fact that the Spirit of God lives inside of you. That right there, and that's true of every person in this room. I'm talking about you're saved, (laughs) you're born again, you are born from above, and the Spirit of God lives inside of you. Okay? Now, so that's your reality, and that right there gives you authority to represent the King and His kingdom on earth. And so we we can downplay it, but we don't need to. Sometimes it's as simple as somebody that you know or somebody you see on the street or whatever, they're just having a rough day and you share a simple word of encouragement with them. You just represented Jesus yes. to that person, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and our goal, our task is to become, like I said, more and more aware of his presence, more and more acquainted with him through relationship that we represent him well yeah. to the world around us. We might not always represent him well. But we grow. Again, it's from glory to glory as we become more and more like him. We grow. And so we might start out practicing <laughs> by, you know, maybe God just puts a friend on your heart that you haven't talked to in a while. And all of a sudden they just pop into your mind. Like, don't ignore that kind of stuff. That's right. Somebody just pops into your mind that, like, you haven't thought of in a long time or whatever. Just, like, get on the phone and call them and say, hey, you've been on my heart. I'm... And, and whatever God leads you to say in that, in that situation, maybe you know exactly what to say. Maybe if you don't know what to say, just, hey, how are you? How are you doing? I want you to know that I'm praying for you. Or is there something that I can pray for you about? And maybe you fumble over your words a little bit because you're practicing. And that's okay. It, it, it's okay. Like, you don't have to be perfect at it. We grow in it. We grow into it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so it's just, it's just a matter of taking what we have. Stand, like where we're at right now and using it to demonstrate who God is, to demonstrate the kingdom of God to the world around us. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Yes. It's not just, you know, the words we say is not just the words we receive. There's, there's got to be an outflow of it. There's got to be a demonstration of it. And again, it works on all different levels, but there's practical ways that we can, uh, that we can get into this and practice being carriers of the presence of God and releasing it to the world around us. But Jesus, teaching his disciples how to pray, he said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So as we know, heaven is the model that we are here to follow. And so we're, it's not about, you know, don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Like we need to be as heavenly minded as possible. Now I understand the, the, the context behind that statement is like, you know, don't be so up in the clouds that you're not relevant, you know, with people and stuff like that. So, like, I, I get that. But we're supposed to be as heaven... Like, Jesus took this to an extreme to where in John five nineteen he said, I don't do anything on my own. Like, <laughs> I don't do anything of myself. I only do what I see the Father do. I That's it. And so he lived this to in an extreme way which is why everywhere that he went, he was absolutely effective with everything that he did. We never see Jesus pray for somebody that doesn't get healed. We never see Jesus lay his hands or speak a word and it doesn't work out. We never see him get a prophetic word wrong. Like it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't happen because he was so perfectly in tune and connected by, um, to the Father by way of the Holy Spirit who rested upon him. Now, that's, in ex- that's the extreme but he did that to model to us that it's possible. Yeah. 
that, that we could actually live that way as well. We can increase and we can grow and we can, we can get to the point that we're walk, like of walking in the spirit and just being so connected with him that when you walk into a room, you, you already know what's going on. Or maybe he showed you something the day before. He spoke to you on your way to your drive into work. And so you know that when you get there, you're going to encounter this person with this problem. Or, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's about being connected with him and then supernatural lifestyle just becomes natural. Mm-hmm. But so heaven is the model and earth is where we are. Mm-hmm. Miracles happen. Supernatural power is released when there's agreement between earth and heaven. Yeah. We're on the earth. And God is looking for agreement mm-hmm. on the earth. That's what he's looking for. That's, and, and, and that's our assignment, to be in tune with him, to recognize what the Father's doing, what the Father, what he's desiring to release, and then we stand in alignment with him, and we become that power cord, that conduit for his power to flow through to, to whatever the situation is in front of us. There's two ways to get into, uh, to, to be in agreement and to get into agreement with God. The first one is Logos, which is the Word of God. It's the book. It's the Bible. It's what the Bible says. And then there's Rhema, which is, which is what you're talking about. Um, when you have Rhema from God, you, like, just move on it. Just do it. Like, when, you, when there's Rhema from God, whether it's for something like that, God, God speaks to you and says, say this to this person, or it's a Rhema for somebody's healing, or whatever the case may be, like when you have Rhema to stand on, it's automatic. The, the miracle is just you literally, you stand in agreement and you release the word, you speak it, but you, you need to know that it's already done. Yeah. Now, when it's, when it's Logos, what I mean by, by, by Logos, we get into agreement with what we already know about God and what he says and with what heaven looks like. So we know if heaven's the model, that's what we're standing on, right? So if we know that there is no poverty in heaven, we know there's no sickness in heaven, we know there's no violence, there's no fear, there's no, like, there's none of that, none of that exists in heaven. So then we recognize that it's not his will for me to be sick. It's not his will for my neighbor to be, you know, dealing with this overwhelming debt situation that they have. It's not his will that their son just ran away from home. Does that make sense? And so we don't have to put ourselves in the position of, well, God, if it be thy will, or, or like trying to understand like, okay, God, what is, what is your will in this situation? Do you want this person to be healed? No. Like if, if there's somebody sick and God leads you to minister to that person, like just speak the word of God because you already know, you know, there's certain things like by his stripes, we are healed. Like there's certain promises in the book that you can pull up and that you can stand on. But what's really, really helpful is when he gives you specific insight into the situation. So you already know, like if I'm, if I'm praying for somebody that's, that needs to be healed, I already know what the will of God is in general. I know that the will of God is something to be healed. But he might give me something very specific, a specific phrase or something specific to speak to in that moment. And that comes through, again, just being, being aware, being alert and being connected whether you have that word or not, you can stand in agreement with heaven based on what we know about him and what his will is, what his desire is. Like we know that it's, it's not the will of God that anyone should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We know that. 
So we can declare that based on what we know about him and what he desires. Your kingdom come, your will be done. What is the will of my father? And so I stand in agreement with that and I become that, that conduit for his power, his grace, his love, his mercy, his compassion to flow through. All right, that's the end of the episode. I pray that that was a blessing to you. If you got anything out of this, if you would consider sharing it with somebody that you think could benefit from hearing it as well, again, that would mean the world to me. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, on Apple, on Google, wherever it is that you catch your podcasts. Thanks.